This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Queen's funeral happening right now over there in England. I'm just you. You like a good conspiracy theory. I'm just looking sure. at this article. The headline is "Confusion as King's Bodyguards' Hands Appear to Be Fake." So if hmm. you uh, now, I won't be able not to to look at King Charles's bodyguards' hands whenever I see him on TV. They appear to be fake. They is appear he to be like fake. Gloves? No. So the hands are together. You know the old trick where you have a fake hand so you can have your other arm doing other things? <laughs> yeah, that old trick. <laughs> so the rumor is, the conspiracy theory is that the bodyguards under their jackets have like a, a weapon, like a rifle or something ready to go, and their hands are fake. So so they're always hands on the trigger. Always ready just to pull the, the gun out from under the jacket. F- jacket comes off, fake hands and all. <laughs> I can't see that be, being any faster or more practical. Like, what happens if you trip over a curb or you stub your toe a little bit? Now you only got one arm to break. You know, your balance is off. Right. You know, you can't. That's not a way to guard anybody. Oh, I can tell you. You remember a couple weeks ago when we were in Hamilton? Oh, yeah. And I had my arms full of uh, carrying stuff from the car. You were walking beside me, and I hit the curb with my my toe, and I went down hard, and I couldn't brace myself. Yeah, it throws your equilibrium off. Or if you have one hand in your pocket, you trip, you're going down. But they they, they do kind of, I'm just kind of looking at a distance, they do look kind of fake, and that guy's arm looks longer than the other, like Chubbs from Happy Gilmore, where it's like clearly <laughs> fake. Well, maybe the gun's in, he actually has his... His arm in the sleeve, he has a gun in his hand, and he just has a fake hand over the gun. <laughs> Maybe. You know? The hand, the fake hand is the silencer. <laughs> Why is he always pointing? Pew, <laughs> <laughs> pew. Giving a lot of commands. Pew, pew. <laughs> Why is, why is King Charles' bodyguard always pointing at people? And every time he shoots it, he blows his finger after. <laughs> well, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Uh, maybe. They're the looking, King's- though. The, the internet sleuths are on it, though. If there is something amiss, they will find They'll it. They'll figure it out. The King's bodyguards may have fake hands. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you went to London's uh, Comic-Con yesterday. I did, yeah. London, Ontario, Canada. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, they you know they have like all the comic books. They got the toys. They got the swords. They got the uh, the celebs. I saw Billy Zane doing some autographs. And how but, close did you get to Billy Zane? About twenty feet. You know, he was behind a velvet rope, and uh, he had a bit of fanfare out in front of him. It is the weirdest thing. You go to these Comic-Cons, and, like, a lot of these celebrities, they've had great careers, but then they have to sit behind these tables awkwardly while nobody wants to pay for their autograph. It's really bonkers. I do feel bad. I've been to a couple Comic-Cons or fan expos, and when you see that celebrity that is just sitting there, and the other celebs have lineups and they don't you almost feel like just going over and asking how their day is how their day is or like paying for their autograph just to make them feel better about themselves yeah i wouldn't go that far (laughs) but it is weird and like once that day is over they must be like thank god i'm back in the hotel but anyway they're still making money so i don't feel that bad for them i do you know who i really like is the cosplay people these people do it for free they go all out spending a ton of money on their own costumes and there was some absolute 
absolutely outstanding ones there, uh, including the first guy I talked to was Kratos. He's from the video game God of War. It's a very popular Sony video game. The bald, bald guy. Bald guy, big beard, shirtless. Red paint on his yeah, face. Yeah, almost Viking-esque looking kind of dude. So this guy, he was a bigger fella. Instead of having the six-pack abs, like because Kratos' his skin's all white, he just had a white T-shirt, abs painted on. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but he was right in character, too. What's your name? My name is Kratos. I love it, dude. Did you hit the gym to fit to fill out this costume? Natural. All natural. Kratos will slay gods. Kratos will scale mountains. Yet he has a heart. And he misses his wife. What are you going to do after Comic-Con, you think? <laughs> Likely go home and have a drink. So, yeah, they like, they like to stay in character, usually. Kratos' wife passed away? She does, I think, in the recent one, or maybe the star, I forget. But he's got a kid in the recent one. Yeah. So he's been through a lot, you know. Poor Kratos. He needs a drink, man. So here's, uh, you know, Fat Thor. If you watch the recent, uh, more recent uh, Avengers movie, he uh, goes into a spiral of depression. He's a little overweight. And he calls himself Fat Thor. Or, sorry, that's what the fans call him. I know it's a little derogatory, but we go over it in this interview with Fat Thor here. Okay, here I am with uh, Fat Thor. Do you mind? Is that offensive for me to say? I go with Dad Bod Thor. That's the more appropriate uh, term. You look great. What did you get here? Where'd this this vest come from? Uh, This vest? Well, honestly, I got it from Hot Topic. They're great for that. Same thing with a hat. Hot Topic of Asgard. Party City. Shirt I just found on the internet. Jeans are mine. And the hammer, I got it for a say surplus. Nice. Can I try to lift it for a sec? Are you worthy? No, oh, oh. No, oh. definitely not. Oh. What is it about cosplay? It's so fun. What makes you come out today and get dressed up? It's fun to just come out and like join friends. Like people take your picture. You feel like a minor celebrity. And it just it just makes you feel like really good. And plus the creativity of it all. So far, Kratos gets uh, my vote because he stayed in character the whole interview. That guy transitioned he once was, he talked about his He was vest. sliding in and out. And here's kind of both. He starts, uh, this guy wouldn't even tell me his name, but this guy put a ton of time and money into his costume. Iron Man, how are you? I'm. De- By the way, he's got like the full glowing chest and the full glowing palms. Like this was a functional Iron Man suit. Iron Man, how are you? I'm doing mighty fine. What's your alias or your, your other name? Uh... Tony Stark. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did you do this? How much time did it take? Uh, about a year of 3D printing, I'd say. Yeah. Wow. A lot of that, a lot of hardware uh, fixing up, buying technology. What about like the plastic itself for the 3D printer? Is that expensive? Like, how much money did you put into this? Um, I would say, I mean, if I were to resell it, uh, roughly it would cost someone about 1200 bucks. <laughs> how hot is it in there right now? Um, I, I figured, you know, since it's all shells, it'd be uh, well ventilated, but honestly, I feel like I'm starting to cook. <laughs> honestly, I could uh, I could lie and say I do it for the children, but honestly, it's the attention, the attention seeking. Well, I love the attention, the spotlight, you know, the whole cunt coming to flocking to me, having a lineup of people wanting to take photos. It's like a taste of celebrity, being a celebrity without all the consequences. I think that is the psychology behind of it. You're like a star for a day. You know what I mean? Because people want to, kids want to come up to you, take pictures, and it's cool. It's intoxicating, I think, for people. And I could understand. I got into radio for attention, too. <laughs> you know? And to meet chicks, right? I, that's what I should have asked him. <laughs> You're going to find a little Gwyneth Paltrow tonight? Yeah. Or what? Is there any Gwyneth Paltrows out there? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We go live to the UK where we join the Queen's funeral currently in progress. Of all comfort. Deal graciously, we pray thee, with those who mourn, that casting every care on thee, 
they may know the consolation of thy love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, that's enough of that for now. <laughs> I feel bad for uh, those little princes, Louis and George. How do you sit still through this? I, I, I never was able to get through an entire Mass. Sitting <laughs> still. Yeah, no, it's impossible. <laughs> I would like to see a, a live feed just on those two kids <laughs> trying to sit still. Uh, they had some beautiful singing moments ago. There was um, a choir, altar boys singing. Um, it, <laughs> really, the people at, at the Queen's funeral, they do look like they're from the Pentaveret. <laughs> All the richest, most influential people yeah, in one the, building. All the medallions and the medals sure. and the, the ropes and the the outfits. Yeah, they got the robes on. Everybody's, like, dressed to the nines. There's an old guy with an eye patch in the front row. Whoa, that guy's seen some stuff with one eye. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they're, speaking of beautiful singing... Uh, apparently, Justin Trudeau is at the Queen's funeral right now, along with uh, a number of world leaders. And former prime ministers as well, I believe. And apparently, we don't have confirmation that this is legit, but there is a video that was posted on YouTube. It's from what appears to be the lobby of the Savoy Hotel in London, England, your sister actually used to work at the Savoy Gym. Yeah, she was a sommelier, picked out the wines or whatever for Ooh, people. Nice. So yeah, here they're at the grand piano, you know, the long flat one with the so Tr Trudeau is in a t-shirt and he's leaning over top of the uh, the piano. Justin yeah, we Trudeau. should get your sister though to look at this video and confirm that it is in fact the Savoy. Oh, okay. If she's been there, uh, but Trudeau seems to be holding court with a bunch of people here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy uh, playing the piano. Give a little rendition of Queen Bohemian Rhapsody, and boy, is he ever in his theater drama teacher <laughs> atmosphere, eh, in this one? Trudeau looks like the guy who thinks everyone wants to hear him sing at a party. <laughs> he pulls out the acoustic. Here we go. Is it come? Is it go? Yeah. Little high, little low. Like he's really feeling it. Like he is like, using his chest and going down. He's going up. And it's funny because there's people, you know, they look like other dignitaries. That's what I thought. But they're also filming him on their cell phone cameras. So he's really giving the performance of a lifetime. This here. is a moment. This is, get your phones out. Let's have a moment for the Queen. I know Lizzie loved Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> the only way he's going to redeem himself after this is if he goes through a drive through and asks for Grey Poupon. That's how he's going to be cool again for me. If he's cruising around in a gremlin singing that, that's cool. And pranking a drive-thru, I'm in. But this if is so lame. If we anything from this segment, 
Mike Myers has it down. Like, he's got <laughs> between the pentaveret Austin Powers <laughs> and Wayne's World. Uh-huh. Full circle here. Mike Myers really knows his stuff. He knows the British. He absolutely does. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you say there's some sort of Crystal Pepsi conspiracy. Yeah. If you're not familiar what Crystal Pepsi is, it was a short-lived idea that Pepsi had where they changed the color of the Pepsi from black to see-through translucent, thinking it was going to be the next wave of technology in Coca-Cola or cola industries. Yeah, so it tasted like a cola, but it looked like a Sprite. Apparently it tasted the exact same. I've never had it, but that was the plan, and it was supposed to look basically, yeah, like a Sprite. Now, have you ever heard a friend say to you, oh, I love Mexican Coke? Sorry, Mexican Coca-Cola, I should <laughs> specify. Because <laughs> and when you go to Mexico... Who I get, hasn't heard a friend say that? <laughs> no, but uh, this is something is people say Mexican all the time. Coke? <laughs> yeah, when you go down to a resort or, or the Dominican... It, Anywhere down south. The Caribbean, uh, you go down there and the, the glass bottles of Coca-Cola taste better because of the sh- they use the real sugar isn't the real that it cane sugar that's what they say i think they still use it uh, cuz it's you know it doesn't have to be transported as far as still cheap but in north america they've switched over to high fructose corn syrup so the conspiracy is that in the 90s pepsi came up with this plan to transition from high fructose corn syrup or from real sugar to high fructose corn syrup. So what they did was they disrupted the chain and put out Crystal Pepsi for a bit where the it tasted slightly different. And then when they, the public backlash happened, they transitioned back to the regular Pepsi, which was the same color as it used to be, black, but with the high fructose corn syrup. So enough time had passed that you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell the difference in the taste. And people said they could tell the difference, maybe, but, you know, it was like, oh, you're crazy, Steve. You, you, the Pepsi tastes like it used to. But that is the rumor. Cause Where after did you read this? The internet, obviously. But now they've gone back to real sugar in, in like, in the last five years. I'm going to stop back. you here. Because How old were you in 1992 when Crystal Pepsi came five. out? You were five. Okay. I was in high school. I distinctly remember Crystal Pepsi. Okay. Right now, by Van Halen using the advertising campaign. Okay. Um, they didn't stop selling the other Pepsi. It wasn't like you could only get Crystal Pepsi. I don't know. So you could, why, what's the point then? The other Pepsi. Okay, then why were people mad? Nobody was mad. Then why did they, yes, they, weren't they like, I want the old Pepsi back? Isn't no, that you, what happened? you're thinking about when Coke went to New Coke. Coca-Cola okay, so- went to New Coke, and then... Uh, they went back to okay, the original so maybe that's Coca-Cola. The consp- maybe it's a new Coke conspiracy. Well, this was just a giant waste of everyone's time. I apologize. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi did not uh, replace normal Pepsi. Oh, okay. Well, I just got a history lesson. So maybe that's the new Coke conspiracy. I should have Googled this before. It's I probably I the new Coke conspiracy. Yeah, okay. Well, the same story applies. Just forget Pepsi. It was <laughs> new Coke, which makes my Mexican Coke analogy make more sense anyway yes. to begin with. Yeah. You got to love that Mexican Coke. <laughs> Don't have too much. It'll keep you up all night. Uh-huh. Crystal Coke, on the other hand. Oh, boy. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, joins us. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Baseball, Aaron Judge, 
He keeps going. He's a monster. He's uh, really close to uh, getting the Triple Crown. Triple Crown is leading the league in average home runs and RBIs. He's just a oh, point Oh, I thought off. he was horse racing, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He could probably, the way his year is gone, he could probably win the Kentucky Derby right now. I wouldn't put it past him. Well, he's got to call Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire to get some of those horse steroids. <laughs> <they used to laughs> be. Uh, but he is having a season for the ages when you consider the, like, the massive history of the New York Yankees. He hit his uh, 58th and 59th home runs of the season yesterday. He's closing in on 62 home runs, which is not, of course, the single-season record in the major leagues, but would be the season season single-season record for the New York Yankees. And to have like all these names, Mantle, Ruth, Gehrig, uh, Maris, and to have Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge potentially on top of the list for the single-season home runs would be in- incredible. Also, it comes in a season... He needs a new contract. He turned down seven years, $213 million in the offseason. Apparently, he wanted 10 years and $360 million. And what he ends up is anyone's guess. I wouldn't be surprised if he has an average per season over $40 million. Like, anything is on the table with Aaron Judge right now. Wow. He's, <laughs> he's not just hitting balls. He's got some. It's like Imagine every, turning down $213 million. And with his new paycheck, every home run he hits, he gets paid half a million dollars. Essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? $750,000 for every home run. Unbelievable. He's in the zone, and I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be with the Yankees next year. I mean, he could go to the Mets. They have a new owner who is just really hungry to spend as much cash cash as possible. Here's the thing: Aaron Judge is 30 years old. He didn't debut until he was 24, so he was an older rookie than some other rookies. So whoever signs him has got to be real careful about the contract they give him, because if you give him a 10-year contract, sluggers do not age well so that's why you could see a shorter in you know quotation shorter contract than 10 years that has a a huger average just because you don't want to be paying Aaron Judge 40 million dollars as a 38 year old since we're talking baseball let's check in with the Jays how was their weekend they almost got a sweep of the Baltimore Orioles Uh, they uh, came up just short on uh, Sunday but the Blue Jays have been in the zone as of late and they need to keep it up they're off today they're in Philadelphia tomorrow they need to keep going because whoever has home field advantage in the wild card, which is most likely where they end up unless there's a massive collapse for the New York Yankees, home field advantage in the wild card is exceptionally important this year because they had the two-week uh, labor sh- uh, issue to start the season. All games will be played at the team with the home field advantage. So there's no wow. traveling back and forth. Toronto doesn't go to Tampa Bay and back or Seattle, whatever the case so might be. So all the games could be at the Rogers Center. All the games could be in Toronto. So to have home field advantage for every single game in the wild card would be huge. Thanks, Deb. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Good funeral weather. <laughs> Truly appropriate. Yeah. You know what's nice about the rain? Nobody can see that you're crying. If I was at the Queen's funeral, though, I would want everybody to see me crying. Like, I missed her the most. (laughs) Uh, The Queen, Elizabeth II. Her funeral was was earlier today. Just thousands and thousands of people lining the streets of England. And one of those people is one of our chorus radio programming wizards. Rick Lee is on the phone from England. Hi, Rick. Hello, good morning, or good afternoon from London, Ontario. Yeah, I'm right beside you guys. <laughs> no, it's London, England. What time I'm is in it London, in London, England, England right now? 
Yeah, it's uh, approximately one thirty-eight as I look at Elizabeth Tower, okay. Big Ben, and the. You so, can see Big yeah, Ben from where you're oh. standing right now, Rick. Oh yeah, it's right there. It's just right there because I'm right beside Westminster Abbey where everything took place today, and uh, yeah. Yeah. That's well, where that's where the Queen's funeral was, Westminster Abbey, and then they took the the casket, the coffin, and they they went to the Wellington Arch, and then they're going to go yep. to Windsor 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 Castle yeah. Windsor Castle, where the Queen there'll be a private ceremony for the family, and the Queen will be laid to rest. Yes, correct. And it was just uh, you know it was an out of body of experience here being here live i promise myself that whatever happens to the queen i will be there even though i'm not a royalist in any way shape or form but i just i I love the queen i just thought you know what it's history in the making like the most famous woman in our history yeah Uh, maybe of all time do i dare Mm -hmm. say that maybe so you you decided last century you decided to get on a plane like you didn't already have a trip to england planned you decided to go specifically to see the spectacle which is this funeral I was on a cruise ship, and I left Alaska to get here to England. And I've never been to London, England. I've never been off the continent. Um, and, yeah, that's what happened. So I flew from Juneau all the way to Seattle, all the way to Dublin, Ireland, and then here in London, England. It was 23 hours of flying. So what's the atmosphere like? Is it somber? Is it kind of <laughs> like a celebration of life? Because obviously it's sad she passed, but it's also a huge spectacle. And she was 96. She had a really good yeah. run. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, if you watch the funeral too, it was more of a celebration of life. I, I take it, and I think that's the attitude. It is kind of somber in a way, but they had like a week and a bit of uh, mourning, and just the queue line, the Queen queue line itself was just a testament of how how like popular she was. Uh, did you wait in that line? Was. Did you stand? Because we heard I like did. fourteen to twenty four hours in in order to see her. <laughs> Lying in state. How long did you wait, Rick? I, I, I can't believe I'm still standing because it took me, like, because that was the night before. And I don't even know what day it is now. Uh, I, it took me 12 hours to get through that line. Holy. Uh, 12 hours to actually. That seems see. reasonable. David Beckham waited 13 hours, apparently. <laughs> yeah. there so you I, go. I don't know how you got <laughs> VIP service over David Beckham. And him and Posh become the king and queen now. Isn't that how it works? I think it is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Posh. <laughs> uh, so what's next now that now that the Queen is she's she's gone past you? Uh, like, are people now going to start drinking, or how do you spend the rest of the day now that the Queen's funeral's over? Well, the thing is, we're stuck. We can't move yet until they open the gates, and it's pretty much locked down until the military clears everything. Because I'm just in the heart of everything. Yeah. And there's some delegates that are still hovering around Westminster Abbey. So we got to wait for them to leave in order for us to leave. So we're just going to chill and wait. And you know those red telephone booths? They still have those here. Oh, yeah. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll just play around. Are you wearing adult diapers? Those aren't porta potties, by the way. They're telephone (laughs) booths. You got to remember that. (laughs) Learn from Taz's mistakes. This is a veteran move. You're going into a big uh, crowd, a big event like Times Square, New Year's Eve, or the Queen's funeral. You should wear an adult diaper. (laughs) 
Oh, it's too late. Sorry, Rick. Good thing it's raining. <laughs> Rick Lee, live from London, England, the Queen's funeral. She will be laid to rest. Peacock. I want to see you. Peacock. 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 You're peacock. Peacock. You're peacock. You're peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is here with us. Wowzy, wow, wow, another wild weekend in the NFL, Dev. <laughs> this is what we have all season long. I'm, uh, I'm going to like the NFL season this year. A huge, uh, great, uh, huge amount of great games on Sunday. Yeah, Lions won. Shout out to Boss Brad and his Detroit Lions. For a second, I thought they were going to blow their massive lead over Washington, <laughs> but they held on. The Lions wouldn't do that, would they? <laughs> <laughs> what was the, the biggest surprise for you on Sunday? Well, I mean, uh, maybe it may not be the biggest surprise. The biggest disappointment was uh, certainly Trey Lance uh, injuring himself, hurting his ankle, done for the season. Jimmy Garoppolo was a guy who looked like he was on his way out in San Francisco in the offseason. He thought it. The team thought it. And he's back, of course. And uh, the fact they kept him now proving to be huge because Trey Lance is out. Uh, when you look at the Miami Dolphins, uh, Tua throwing six touchdowns on Sunday. If he was on your fantasy team, you should have won your week. But even then, like that doesn't mean the Baltimore Ravens somehow uh, performed badly on Sunday. They look strong. Lamar Jackson was in the zone. I'd be kind of worried if I'm a Denver Broncos fan. Nathaniel Hackett seems to be like he is going to be a one-year-and-done coach. Like He just cannot manage a clock whatsoever. The Broncos won on Sunday, but it wasn't convincing. Jim, you you won some big money thanks to a tip from Peacock. Yeah, Peacock gave me the Peacock lock of the week <laughs> on Friday, and it was Cowboys versus Bengals. You said vote or sorry, bet on the underdogs, the Cowboys, because of some roster issues, right? Yeah. So like the the Bengals in the uh, in the first week did not look convincing at all. They lost, uh, but they were just having difficulties doing basic things, blocking, protecting Joe Burrow, doing the types of rudimentary things you need to do uh, to win a football game but also to get to the Super Bowl. So they look so far from where they were at the end of last season right now. They're now 0-2 on the season, and the the history for teams going 0-2 and making the playoffs is not good. It happens about 10% of the time. If I'm a Bengals fan, I'm worried this morning. Prescott was out, too, for uh, for Dallas, and he had Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. What a great name. What a rush. <laughs> he, he did a great job, and you won that, Jim. How much money did you put down? How much did you win i wasn't that confident i put five bucks down i won 18 which is sick and i need some more tips i'm in a little heavy these next two weeks with the buffalo bills i'm about 200 bucks deep i need a little (laughs) i'll I'll find you some value bets okay thank you i went with san fran in my survivor pool so i got through there uh glad i didn't go with the raiders they blew a lead people have been saying that the cardinals are a better team than they uh than they've been playing and they they came back and they won that game. It was a crazy end in overtime, fumble recovery for a touchdown. There was also a, a two-point conversion that Kyler Murray uh, did in the game that was kind of crazy. He was scrambling for about 20 seconds, which is both short and long. You think about a 20-second scramble in the NFL, that is like an eternity. The Raiders just could not stop him. Tom Brady. What a spaz. I I know he's the quarterback for my Buccaneers, 
it's been an adjustment cheering for this guy. But see, I understand why everyone hates him. I still do. You see him throwing <laughs> he helmets. Super Bowl. He's throwing helmets, though, and he's throwing the tablet. It's almost like he's putting on a show at this point. Anything doesn't go Tom Brady's way. He has a very tough time dealing with it. You don't have to get me on your side to hate Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, let's say, hey, Tom, it's week two. You missed 11 days of training camp to go with your family on vacation. Maybe chill. Well, he's throwing the iPad because he got a Facebook message from his wife saying, when are you coming home? He's in the second <laughs> quarter. <laughs> Poor Browns, man. The Browns looked like they had it in the bag, and then an unfortunate series of events hands it to the Jets. Joe Flacco had himself a day through for like 300 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, the Jets uh, should not be winning that game. The Browns uh, should have won that. Now, that said, uh, no offense to Jacoby Brissett, but, you know, this is kind of the thing that happens when Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback, so you can kind of see that, how that could transpire for the Browns. Titans-Bills, who do you like in that one, too? Today. Bills all the way. However, for the Titans, as I was saying, for the Bengals, the history of teams going down 0-2 and, and making the playoffs is not good. So it's weird to say in Week 2 this is a must-win game. But for the Titans, in Week 2, this is a must-win game. Are there two Monday nighters tonight? Vikings-Eagles as well? Yes, there's two Monday nighters. It's, normally they would you know, do it for the start of the season. They didn't this year. But uh, Week 2 is when they have the two. So I hope Joe uh, Buck and Troy Aikman are doing the Bills game because I don't care about the other one. <laughs> Do you think the Vikings are going to beat the Eagles? I think the Vikings are going to beat the Eagles pretty handily. Okay. Thanks, Steph. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.